Julie. Hey, Julie. Welcome to Hey, Julie, a surprisingly weekly podcast about Big Brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even when Big Brother's not on, this, this is a Big Brother podcast. There's stuff to talk about. First of which, how are you doing? Where are you? Tell me. Yeah, let's do a quick check-in. I am, I'm Danielle and I'm in, (laughs) I'm in Miami, Florida. I'm sipping a pina colada. I'm in a bathrobe because I'm in the hotel room because it's slightly chilly with the AC on. And I'm absolutely living an incredible life right now. Tell me about it. Tell me what I need to know because I am going to Miami one week from today. Exactly. And that's why I'm so curious to hear your take once you get there, because I'm not over exaggerating when I say Miami has given me faith in America again. Whoa, really? <laughs> well, it's just like, it's such a needed vacation with the sun shining, the beach is popping, the pool is not too cold, the food is fab, the people are great. And the palm trees are swaying. Like you live in LA, so this might be a, not might not be as exciting to you. I'm also but, not going on vacation. I am yes, going exactly. for work. I am not going to be at a pool. <laughs> I am not going to be going to the beach. I am not going to be doing uh, a vacation fun thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably have a little bit of fun when I go there, but I am not going to be drinking a pina colada and reading a book and doing nothing uh, else. Well, that's that's the thing. I highly recommend. I mean, I think if you're in Miami, you just have fun, whether you mean to or not. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, we're staying, so we're staying in Miami beach and pretty much the only thing within walking distance is more hotels. It's all hotels. Miami beach. That's where I'm going to be. It's exclusively working the next few days. (laughs) I am of course staying at a hotel, not in Miami beach. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're staying near the airport, right? I am staying. I am staring at an airport with. I'm staying at a hotel with the word airport in the in the title. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but the nice thing here's the thing that makes yeah. Miami such a hashtag blessed place is the airport is like 20 minutes by car away from the beach, so it's not like a huge trek to go to the beach. I love going on Google Maps. I I mean, mm-hmm. just in my regular life, but so I've already done a bit of a a, a digital tour of Miami. Yes. Digital taste of Miami, so yeah, mm. it's it's not going to be yum, too yum. it's not going to be too bad. The uh, the airport doesn't seem too far from where things are going on. What I genuinely have loved is, as I mentioned, so many hotels. You just go, you walk along the boardwalk, you pop into a hotel every once in a while, you take a sit, you have a drink, you go to the next hotel. <laughs> so, Sounds great. <laughs> it's like Vegas, but like no, like since you're along the boardwalk, no car fumes that you're inhaling. It's like I, actually very pleasant. I, I a friend texted me the other day. He's like, "Oh, it's like Vegas, but there's no gambling, so it's not as fun." No smoke, no gambling. Um, I enjoy doing both of those things when I'm on uh, vacation. Well, yeah. So maybe you won't love it as much as I do, but I'm like, you know, we went to Wynwood today, which is the design, like the chic hipster Brooklyn district. And I saw, of course, condominiums popping up and I dipped my toe in the Miami real estate because I was like, I wonder what it would take to live here. (laughs) You left Brooklyn, you flew a thousand miles away from Brooklyn to just... You know, go to live in, the, my, live the Brooklyn in of Brooklyn. Miami. Yeah, hot yeah, Brooklyn. exactly. <laughs> so it's very tempting. It's a beautiful place. There's a like, 
what are you going to do? There's a food scene. There's the beach. There's cocktails. There's the sun. Are you going to retire there like other old Jews from Brooklyn? I'm extremely tempted <laughs> because also let me give you guys a lesson in Canadians. Okay. Canadians have this thing called snowbirds. So those usually re- refer to senior citizens who have retired and who are like, I'm old and frail. I can't spend winter in Canada anymore. Like one bad slip on the ice and I'm done. I'm for. done so yeah. instead, instead they, they get places in Florida and they fly to Florida for six months <laughs> of the winter because winter is a good six months in Canada. And so, you, you know, there's a grand mass exodus of seniors from Canada in the winter. They all go to Florida. And I'm thinking of doing that prematurely. You're doing that in your 30s. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. Have you guys seen In Her Shoes? Cameron Diaz goes and lives with her grandma at a retirement home and it looks great to me. So on that note, we spent a solid five minutes talking about Miami, which I'm sure nobody cares about. Um, do we this have is any, a travel podcast. Do now. we have any? Do we have any circle updates? Can you tell me what's been going on in the yes. circle? Yes, we do. So the circle is over. It was only twelve episodes. It's over. Yes. <laughs> the last time I spoke to you, it was going. They were adding more people to the cast, and, and it was not clear at all if oh it, how, until the last how a winner would be determined. Up until the last episode, I wasn't sure how it was going to... I was like, aren't we still adding people? Like, what? Suddenly, it was like final block or whatever. Final influencer. The super influencer. So it was um, confusing the whole way through. The winner, I'm going to just say, so Please, if you don't want to spoiler... Yeah. Um, well, this is Joey. the review of the finale. Joey. Yes. Who is Joey? Joey was the Italian mama's boy who like made out with that one girl Hell in her yeah. life. Yeah, exactly. And he was honestly, as I mentioned last time, I found him very likable and charming. His archetype, his like cliched stereotype, you would think he would suck. But he really was like very adorable, very appreciative. The prize was $100,000, which sounds like not a lot of money. But when you consider they are probably only doing this for three weeks, like in that in that, that condominium. Much. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe one it was week. not a long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a that's a nice little chunk of change for you know, taking off ten days from your job. And he was was he one of the OG people to come in the house? He was. That was the thing. I it never was really clear to me whether the new people could even how could they possibly win? Because the way the way the winners determined is like these weighted scores of everyone else. And if you can't get to know these new people, how are you gonna how can they possibly stack up against the OG people? Like the final, the top three were all the original people. But a couple of funny things happened. Here's here's one. I remember last time I was telling you like this um, plus size girl who had been pretending to be a hot skinny friend. Yeah. She was like her first 10 minutes on the show. She's like, I'm going to pretend to be my hot skinny friend. And then two minutes later, she's like, I can't do this. I have to come clean. (laughs) So so that was like sort of the the, um, cliffhanger they left us on. And when she told them that she was actually like a plus size girl and she was just like, it's so hard to be plus size. So that's why she tried to pretend to be someone else. Yeah. They were all like very supportive. They were like, she, she sent them a picture of her real si- self. They were like, girl, you're beautiful. You know, like, very oh, nice. Yeah. She then immediately got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> and she was so pissed too. She was like, I just don't get it. Is this because 
she, cause you know, she's like, is this because I re- like revealed who I was and you guys don't like that I'm a plus size girl. And the guy who did it, the eventual winner, Joey, the guy who got to pick that she gets picked off was like, no, it's cause you're a liar and you admitted it. <laughs> Within 10 minutes of being here. Like, if you're going to be a liar, just be a liar. Yeah, save it for the end. Save it for the finale. That's what everyone, everything I've read about the circle is like, it's Big Brother meets social media. And I'm like, it wishes. (laughs) These people are not cutthroat. They're not playing the game. They're playing Let's Make Buddies. They're playing like, my true self is valuable. And it's just like, what a snooze. Of course, yes. Did I still watch it? Yes, because I'm desperate. (laughs) Is it because these people don't know? Are they not playing because they don't know the rules in their defense? (laughs) Yeah, that that might be it. They don't know the rules. I think the rules did change. Like, Like, you know, they had... They kept changing the way people got blocked and the way people got eliminated. Like at first it was like two people choosing. Then it was one person. Then it was like two people weren't blocking someone. They were saving everyone else. Then it was like for the, for the plus size girl, it was like Joey got, he was a super influencer. So he got to block her, but he had to do it face to face. He had to go to her and be like, you're blocked. And there wasn't even a surprise because she told him. Right? Exactly. So annoying. So there was no Chrissy pulling out the binder of no. uh, Big Brother rules. There is no binder. <laughs> there's, no- there's just like there's like that cork board of like murder, you know, like in a murder show mm-hmm. about like all these all these theories tied together by string. That's what they were using for the circle. I mean, people seem like they were into it just because I, I don't know. I guess I follow a lot of people Big Brother were people. Loving it. I mean, yes. I follow. I mean, people who are not. Big Brother tweeters who I follow on Twitter were like getting all up in the circle. I mean, I saw the queen of Twitter, Chrissy Teigen, tweeting about the circle. People <sighs> loved the circle. I we really missed an opportunity to, to be the podcast of the circle. <laughs> as a straight man, I will say that I just don't get it with Chrissy Teigen. What's not to get? She's a fabulous with a personality. It, wow. Like Brett's shaking go, his head. You know what? enjoy again like i'm not trying to like i'll reserve actual <laughs> actual hate for for people who deserve it i, I don't That's hate good. chrissy Teigen. it's just like all right all right cool she's like the most popular person on the on twitter okay sure i, I think I it's because she's it. hashtag one of us sure like you don't expect top celebrities to be like i watch the circle (laughs) (laughs) she's not a top celebrity yes she is she's like a she's basically like she's a list yeah she is i know she is she'll be sitting in front seat of the oscars her and legend will be sitting next to next to scar joe and joaquin Mm -hmm. is joaquin rooney yeah uh (sighs) did you know that no i saw the golden globes Oh Can you imagine God. Rooney bringing Joaquim home to hope. that family? It gives me hope. <laughs> to her football-owning family? Yeah, the old blue blood, East Coast, generational wealth. She brings that weirdo home? <laughs> it gives hope. It gives <laughs> hope for guys like me. I don't know. We. I mean, this is a good... This is a very good segue into... Which sis- Rooney's Oscars. sister? Which Mara's sister is better? Are you a Rooney? Wait, or a Kate? what do you mean? Oh, I love Rooney. Yeah, Rooney's I am a Rooney bottom. stan. I feel like we've talked about this before, yeah, where maybe. I just like I think Rooney's face is like the most perfect face in existence. Mm. But honestly, since 
she hit a real high point with like girl with a dragon tattoo and since then her choices have not been the most chic. has she been doing anything well lately? case in point dating joaquin that which is a which is a a, a form of performance in itself <laughs> it is but if we're talking about joaquin i think we might as well talk about the Oscars. The Oscars. Okay, the nominations come out. All right. Actually, this is a pretty good year for movies. I thought last year was a nightmare. And I think wow. this year already, was really fantastic. Already, this is a hot take because these nominees are flops. And the fact that you're happy <laughs> with them, <laughs> the fact that you're happy with them is like revealing a lot. That arguably the worst movie nominated is like, the Irishman and Joker and Ford versus Ferrari and Jojo okay, yes. Rabbit. Like the, those are the, honestly, all these movies are like kind of good in their own right. Like, listen, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like go out there and be like, yo, I'm, I'm strapping on the incel, whatever the incel <laughs> meme hat hat of the day is. And, uh, you know, uh, getting into fights with women on the internet, like, Joker is not a great movie, but it's fine. It's very weird that it's been nominated for so many things because it's just sort of like it a middle is. of the road, like dark superhero thing. But it's crazy. Like it's not gr- it's better than fucking Green Book, which won Best Picture. <laughs> well, that's a thing. So it's better than so many year. of these movies. La La yes. Land was a fuck. Yes. Okay, we're back on the same page, and I'm loving it. <laughs> so, yes. Every year, everyone gets mad about Oscar nominations. And I just, like, save that. Like, I don't have the energy for that because every year I know they're going to be bad. I don't put any stock in what the Academy has to say. And so I don't personally get upset. But I understand why other people do. I think I think it's, like, not a bad year. I think this is actually... I think when, you know, the taste-making website du jour 10 years mm. from now looks back and they're going to be like, mm-hmm. actually, 2019 was pretty dope. Uh, I just think there's a lot of good stuff. My personal prediction was that ScarJo was going to get two nominations. I was right. She did. Mm, hashtag Brett was right. Hashtag Brett was right. It's, the, it's also the <laughs> be- winter of Pew. Oh my gosh, Pew! I mean, speaking of, of hotties dating naughties, <laughs> Pew. Hey. Do you know who Pew is dating? Again, gives guys like me hope. <laughs> do you know? I'm. Are you aware? Very aware. <laughs> I'm very aware of who she's dating. Well, and that actor's filmmaking and acting oeuvre as uh as a a a white a white jewish guy who tries to be a little (laughs) bit funny and try to get girls every once in a while like i'm very aware of who florence Pugh is dating all right well for any (laughs) listeners who aren't aware florence Pugh, british um darling of the cinema at the moment blonde beautiful you want a horror movie she's got one you got a a drama she's got one do you want a, a a marvel movie oh she's got one coming out you want a wrestling movie produced by The Rock? She was in one. She's pretty good in it. She's pretty good in <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> so she's I got it all. It. She's got everything going for her. Raspy, everything going sexy for her. voice, raspy voice. Sexy voice, full cheeks, plump lips, great American accent. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just found out the other, yesterday is, she was not American. And she's uh, she's like 24 years old. Who's she dating? <laughs> Say it. Zach. <laughs> Scrubs breath. 
<laughs> Take me to the garden state, baby. Forty-four year old freaking shrub. Like, and let me just say, you know, you I know you guys come to Hey Julie for hot takes. You come to Hey Julie for big brother talks. Right but what you didn't realize is you can come to Hey Julie for boots on the ground, eyes on the street. I can confirm that Florence Hugh and Zach Braff are a very touchy feely couple because I saw them oh, with no. my own eyes. Oh no. On my bachelorette of all no. things, which was seeing Moulin Rouge on Broadway, <laughs> which Brett and I wanted to do together. I'm coming but, out this spring. And, Perhaps we still will. Yeah, exactly. Would you see it again? But yeah, sure. <laughs> it's a fun time. But I don't know if it will live up to the first time where I was drunk on champagne and saw Zach Braff like full on. You know, were you they know that seeing thing? Moulin Rouge as well, or were they just like at a cafe? Yes. No, they were seeing Moulin Rouge. House sheets. I mean, they were leaving through the same exit as me and my friends. So okay. So they didn't get I, like no, backstage. Think, they didn't get like, hey, go hang out. With I don't think they were trying to get backstage. They're trying to get to out of there or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Karen Oliver, great voice. Um, they were walking in a way where, like, you know, you see these overprotective men, whether they're fathers or boyfriends, the way and they handle their both. women he could in be public. Both. Exactly. And that's the way he was like sort of guiding her out of the theater and me and my friends saw it and we all shared a shudder of disgust. And so, yes, they are dating. Someone I saw on the internet, someone put a comment on her Instagram where she put up a picture of him being like, he's too old. (laughs) And she claps back at him at the commenter saying, yeah, but he still got it. I know. So look, I'm not going to tell her how to live her life. But all my ladies out there, probably some men too, we've all been in our young 20s and been in a a relationship with a man who's too old and thought it was fine. You know what? It's not fine. But you know what? He was getting paid like a half million episode from NBC to put Mm -hmm. on the same blue pair of sweatpants (laughs) and be like, boy. Look, I'm not saying that Zach Braff didn't make a fine career as a comedic actor. And um, at the time, I really liked Garden State when it came out. So there you go. Again, to bring it back to listen, you're looking at me right now. We're FaceTiming. Mm-hmm. You, you're yeah. glowing. You're in the Miami you so afternoon yes. sun. Mm. You've got this. You've got the little pineapple at the top of your drink. <laughs> I look like a I look like a Joaquin Phoenix character right now. <laughs> I'm wearing a tank top. I look I look like I just woke up, which I did. And I, you know, and and maybe at a time in my life when I was younger, maybe when we first met ten mm. years ago. I was maybe yes. more of a Zach Braff type, funny, a little spunky, a little bit of that that nervous Jew energy, oh, but with energy, a boyish, yes. but with a boyish charm. Yes. All I'm sure. saying is maybe now that I'm moving into the Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> side of my of my uh, physical uh, looks, um, you know, Joaquin's dating, you know, personal queen Rooney. Yes, Rooney, we love we love her. Zach is dating new princess Flo, Flo mm. Joe. Flop you. Flop you. Flop. The flops. <laughs> it gives hope. It gives hope for guys like me that I could find my, uh, you know, manic pixie whatever thing. I'm not anti hope. So I guess I'll let you have that. I'm like, you know? Yeah. Come on. Give me that Obama poster of yes. me with a tank top on. 
in January <laughs> being like hope. dating. But why does what? Here's a question, and this is a broader question. But why does hope have to be about dating twenty four year olds? I don't want to date also a twenty four year old. Dating someone your own age. <laughs> like, I know people who are older than twenty four, and I'm like, I do not want to talk to you about anything. Mm-mm. When I was five years younger, I, I had friends who were like twenty four, and I was slightly older than them. I was like, oh my god, please stop talking. It's tough. I mean, sometimes I, have I don't know one how a forty-four-year-old man under twenty-five. Oh God, yeah, and like via work or yeah, from work yeah, exactly. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. And listen, if some of you are listening to this and you're under thirty, like much love, your blast, enjoy oh, it. Please listen to the pod. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. we might not be friends IRL. But we just like can't talk to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get back to the Oscars real quick. Yeah. Because I just want to, we actually agree where I'm like, fuck Ford versus Ferrari. I walked out. It was so boring. I didn't see it. I'm I'm sure it's probably the worst of these movies. Um, It is so bad. It's like a, it's like a TBS movie that's on on like Saturday at like 3 p.m. That you like fall asleep. It's on. You you go to it. It's already about 15 minutes in. You watch it for about 15 minutes and then you fall asleep and then you wake up and it's like, oh, it's the final race. And you're like, oh, Ford versus Ferrari, you served your purpose on this Saturday afternoon before yeah. I go out and like do what I'm going to do on Saturday night. It's just Cars Go Vroom Vroom, the movie. Like, <laughs> there's nothing else to it. They have the made three that, Pixar Cars movies. Yeah, exactly. Just watch that. Watch NASCAR. Like, whatever. The, the Irishman. Snore. Snooze. Snore. Snooze. <laughs> I saw The Irishman in the cinemas. Oh my god! I, I a friend was like, "We gotta go see in movie theaters. It's gonna be great." I'm like, "All right, what? Okay, cool, whatever." And he's like, uh, "How about like a three thirty on Saturday?" And I'm like, "We're not gonna get out of this movie until it's like eight p.m." Right? No, we're seeing this movie before noon. We're we're, we, yeah. we're seeing a showing that starts. So we saw a movie that start started at like ten thirty ish, and the vibe in the lobby was akin to. I was going to say you travel internationally a lot, but also you your international flight is like an hour and a half long. It was akin mm. to like, all right, Los Angeles to Beijing boarding right now. Everyone was like in sweatpants, like hydrating, like getting ready to go because <laughs> this is going to be a 14-hour experience. Right. And um, I just – was it good? Sure. Was it mm. literally two hours too long? Absolutely. Here's the thing. Sorry. I I respect Martin Scorsese as a filmmaker, but more importantly, as a shitster. As because, a connoisseur of cocaine. Yes. But also as someone who's like, I'm Marty Scorsese and I'm gonna shit all over the Avengers. And I'm eighty thousand years old and it's my right to do so. And it really is. So I respect him for doing that. I am not lucky enough to have any grandparents remaining, but mm -hmm. if any of them were alive today, none of them would have seen an Avengers movie. No, of course. And they would. And if I asked them about it, they'd be like, I haven't been to a movie theater in like 20 years. Uh, I have Netflix, the DVD. They send me the DVD still. Um, (laughs) My parents who are 20 years younger than Martin, Martin Scorsese have not seen a single fucking Avengers movie. Like, on one hand, Scorsese is kind of right. 
And on the other, it's like, these movies are for nine-year-olds. Like, Mm -hmm. why the fuck do we care what an 80-year-old man thinks? Like, he's why would he have seen it? It's like, Martin Scorsese, tell us who had the hottest Luke at Coachella Weekend 2. Like, who fucking cares? He's an old man. Like, Yeah. I just want to clarify. You were saying Luke? Luke. Yeah. I was saying how you would have, how you would have typed like it. L-E-W-K? Yeah, of course. Not the hottest person named Luke. Luke. <laughs> the hottest Luke. I just want to clarify that. No. <laughs> yes. Martin Scorsese is entitled to his opinion. He is technically doing something that we both agree we don't like to do, which is yuck someone else's yum. But what? <laughs> well, we went on a whole tangent about how we don't we don't I've like never things, said but we're not trying to yum. We're not trying to. <laughs> we're not trying to tell you that you're not allowed to like something. We're just giving our own opinions on the fact that we don't like things. Right. That's kind of what he was saying, too. He's like, I haven't seen any of these movies, and they're, like, not really for me, and they're not really what I would call right. cinema. They're, like, they're cinema in the way that they uh, you technically pay Play $15 to see them on a screen, and they're big and loud, but they're not really sto- – they're sort of just, like, action figures kind of moving around and stuff for corporations. And he's not wrong. Also, those movies are good, too. Like, I, I enjoy mostly every one of them that I see. I'm Look, also not 80 years old. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes there's a fun moment in one or two of them and, you know, they're they're bringing joy to people. So what can I say? Do I personally want to see them? No. But I also very here's my the Irishman viewing experience, yes. okay? Picture Thanksgiving night. I'm in New Jersey at my in-laws. The Garden State. It's 8 p.m. post dinner, post second dinner really. And I say, why don't we put on The Irishman? Oh, God. Horrible decision. We turn turn it on, stuffed with turkey and and You did this? Yes. Oh, my God. We put it on. At at the one-hour mark, I said, all right, I'm going to bed. (laughs) And and they said, you you don't want to finish the movie? And I said, no. (laughs) And I went to bed. (laughs) So I saw the first hour of The Irishman from... What my uh, father-in-law and uh, and husband said, it I didn't miss anything. <laughs> like, it just keeps going. Nothing else really happened. Yeah, so I don't feel bad about that, and I don't feel bad about saying it was a flop. Yeah, it's it's of quality. Like it's not Is bad. It? It's of quality, but it's just like r- really, really long. All right, moving on. Moving on, Joker, the biggest love of my life. I, I left I left Ford versus Ferrari, and I was extremely close to leaving Joker. Somehow I didn't leave Joker, even though it was literally, that movie is the same scene over and over and over again. Joaquin trying to be nice, getting shit on, getting pissed, wash, rinse, repeat. Very boring. Yep. Very boring. Very bad script. Hated it. Shout support- out to our mutual friend, Ben Warehite, who got murdered by the Joker. Oh, yes. That was the best part. It was like, oh. (laughs) Big shout out to him. And shout out to Zussie Beats, who I also know in real life. Name drop. You know, she did what she could. (laughs) She did what she could. Are we going alphabetically? Because we missed one. Who do we miss? Jojo Rabbit, a movie. Oh, I haven't seen it. It's it's fine. It's definitely in the lower half of, of a quality. It's it's fine. It's it just got weird tone. It's like a it's like if Wes Anderson made um kind of a touching like World War Two movie. 
it, yeah, it's the goof. It's the goofy pick this year, right? It's, like yeah. every year, there's something a little funky, and <laughs> this year, that's it's Jody weird. Rabbit. It just kind of it rides, and I like Taika's movies a lot. I think Hunt for the Wilder People too. is like really fantastic, and I try to recommend it to as many people as I can. But yes. um, I don't know. It's weird. Like it doesn't. It's like not super Taika y, but it's like it has like this really hard like Wes Anderson like, and mm. we're dancing to a vinyl. Like we're dancing mm-hmm. to like a song from like 1961 now. Um, it's got a vibe about. It. I don't know. It wasn't complete. I mean, it had some of the. It had some really incredible moments. Like probably one of the most, like, heartbreaking, touching moments I've seen in a movie all year. Uh, it had a great performance from Scar from ScarJo. Um, the kid is in. I, there's some really funny moments. I, I just didn't like feel it was like. This is one of the best 10 movies of the year. But Oscar if you ready. did, sure, whatever, fine. It's not right. going to win. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so, but I am interested. Because I honestly, to me, it feels, of all these movies, it's sort of the little engine that could. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, who the fuck was checking for Jojo Rabbit? <laughs> yeah, it's that and Little Women, which I thought was better. It's like the movie mm-hmm. that gets nominated for Best Picture that really is just more of like a a, a Best Screenplay contender. Uh, an, a contender, though. So I also haven't seen Little Women, which I know makes me a bad Little Women. Little Woman. Are you familiar with Little Women, the um, novel and the expanded universe? <laughs> so here's here's I'm going to come clean about something. I am not a Little Woman head. You know, every couple of years, someone makes something about Little Women. And there's all these, like, things about, like, are you a Joe? Like, which of the March sisters are you? And, like, here's why we love Little Women. And here's why it's important. And blah, blah, blah. And I see that. (laughs) I see that. I recognize that. But as someone who doesn't have sisters, Mm. I don't know that I personally relate to any of it. So it sort of flies over my head. I do want to see this. I love Greta Gerwig. I support her. You know, we talked about flop, flow pew. Love her. How do you feel love about Emma Watson? Chalamet. I've got a lot of oh, issues good. with Chalamet. Okay, we're at 30 minute mark. <laughs> I know. The AFC Championship starts in 35 minutes. Listen, you have we're not going to. Until I have to go. I, 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 we have to keep it moving. It's hard for me to say exactly what my issues are, other than the fact that he's just so clearly, he's just like this 21-year-old who knows he's hot stuff. Yeah, yeah, I get the same vibe. Here's the thing. Ansel Elgort is the same way, but I unabashedly love Ansel Elgort. And Timothy Chalamet just bugs me for some reason. Ansel Elgort seems like he can make fun of himself a little bit. He he seems like a fun guy that, like, at a party, he's just going to be like, Let's hey, you're let's get iced or whatever. It's just like fun. Whereas Timothy Chalamet at a party seems like he's gonna want to talk about film. Oh god. And I'm just that's what this podcast is for. It's talking about film. You know, at a party, I just wanna like let's just let loose. Come on. Yeah, I got you. So I've never seen a little like yeah, you're right. Every five years someone remakes little women or like adapts little women into something, and I've never read the book and I've never seen any other adaptation of it. So I don't know how this falls in the spectrum of little women. Uh well, I hear it's great. Yeah, I enjoy I enjoyed it. I, it wasn't like my and, favorite of the year, but yeah, I really liked spending my time with it. Yes. And everything, I just want to say, I I recognize that Timothy Chalamet is a very talented actor. 
I'm not talking about his acting ability. I'm talking about how he seems as a person. <laughs> no, and that's exactly what I asked you about. Like, I didn't, okay, I don't good, good. Yeah, yeah, he's he's pretty, he's pretty as an good. Actor, but he's, he's he's great. He seems a bit like I don't I don't know. If, uh, speaking of people under 25, who I wouldn't be friends with. Exactly. You know, he and Florence on the Pugh together. Bill. Oh, yeah. Oh no. Oh, she's better than that. Stay okay. with Brad. Right. Come on. Well, she should get with Ansel then. Ansel Ooh, Elgort, yeah. give me a break. All right. Marriage what about, story the, what we about Han about. Solo? <laughs> what about Han Solo? What's his name? Oh, Alden Ehrenreich. Ehrenreich. Yeah, what about Alden Ehrenreich and Flo Pew? I accept it. Okay. Now we're I don't getting stand it, but I accept it. Now we're getting to the fire part of the best picture nominees. And there's only 27 more categories to go. So please uh, <laughs> yeah. continue listening. Marriage story. Loved it. Yeah, thought it was great. Loved it. Thought Adam, it was great. You guys know my thoughts. I thought they could, the couple could have stayed together, but other than that. <laughs> 1917. Loved it. Haven't seen it, but I'm interested in seeing it. It's very, very good. Like, I, do you like not do war movies or whatever? Because it's not like a housewife as or a, whatever. Yeah, exactly. No, truly. As a rule, I'm like, oh, there's no women in this trailer. Uh, news, like, this is boring. There is approximately um, one woman in the movie. Yeah. So, but I do like. I respect like feats of technical brilliance. So, like, I will see it. It's not just the one shot thing. It's not just the one shot thing. It's like how every shot is like choreographed. It's not just like the each shot is choreographed in such a way that is just absolutely brilliant and breathtaking. Breathtaking. And it just sucks you into the story and the characters. And you're just you're in you're like two minutes into this movie and you care so much about these characters and what they're mm. trying to do mm. and you barely know them. And it's, it's just, it's just, it's just breathtaking movie. Like I loved it. I'm down to see it. Now this is a slight diversion, but I do want to say, cause we're talking about Oscars and best picture. One of the big snubs that people are saying was uncut gems. Yeah. And I saw the Safdie brothers' other movie, Good Times, which is on available on Amazon Prime. At Good the Time moment. is incredible. Yes, well, it just made me think of watch Good Time. You saying like within the first two minutes you care so much that was something in Good Time where I was like, they did this really well. Where like within the first <laughs> two minutes, there's a character, the main character, you're, or I yeah. guess sort of the supporting character. You're just like, I'm here for you. I love this person. I'll die for you. Like, <laughs> how, how can I help you? You know. Yeah, Good Time is incredible. I think Good Time is actually better than Uncut Gems. Like, I know Uncut Gems I, kind of popped off because of the Sandler thing, because of the basketball thing. Like, if you like Uncut Gems, I highly recommend you check out Good Time. I think it's probably a little bit better of a movie. I still enjoyed Uncut Gems, but yeah. All right, so that was just a brief, brief shout out to the snubbed Safdie brothers, but. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Sure. Sure, exactly, sure. Next, Parasite. <laughs> this is the best film of the year. This is our, our, the best film of Parasite the last gang, five years. stand up, stand up. This is the best film of the last five years. As Bong Joon-ho says, if you can get over yes. the one-inch barrier of subtitles, you will see it. Exactly. Like a, he wants to show you the world like Aladdin. This movie is the best movie of the year by far. It's the best movie of the last five years. Please, for the love of God, watch it. It's on iTunes right now. It's a, 
it's 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 a movie that like I immediately and I saw it the second it opened in New York. So or not the second, but I saw it very you saw it early Charmaine. on. You saw it with all the cinema heads. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was one of those things where immediately I was like, I love it, but I want and I want to read like everything about it. Yeah. I want to read about him, what he like the director, what he thought. I want to read what really smart people like think pieces about it. And like still months later, as this stuff comes out, I still want to read it all. Like it's just a very interesting thought provoking movie in my opinion. Okay. We'll go, we'll go quickly through the acting categories. I just want you Very to, quickly. I just want you to tell me who you got. Actor, Banderas, DiCaprio, Driver, Phoenix, Price. None of them. Okay. <laughs> I think the lead from Parasite should have been nominated. I'd say so give I'd it say to DiCaprio. to all of them. I say DiCaprio. I think this is like DiCaprio's best performance. Better than when what he like ate a bear's liver or whatever. Flop. I say flop to all of them. You know. Even though I respect Jonathan Price, uh, whatever, actress, <laughs> actress in a leading role. Cynthia Erivo. Scarjo. Sersha. Charlize. Sersha has been nominated for an Oscar four times. Can we talk about this? She's four great. times. She's the, she's yeah, the she's next great. Meryl Streep. She really is. Or she's the next, she's young Glenn Close who just keeps getting oh, nominated oh, yeah, and never oh, wins. Yeah. Just give her something already. My God. Uh, Char- Charlize and then Renee. So, so like, what's going on with this Renee thing? Like, nobody's <laughs> seen this fucking movie and she wins every award and she comes up true. and she accepts these awards and she's like, you can't kick me out. What happened with her? Is she like a Trump supporter? Is, no. is she like, did she like OD? Like, what the hell's going Something about it is really weird because she has this thing where she's like, you know, I haven't made a fucking Bridget Jones movie in a decade. I look, I, I look and act a lot weirder now than I did when y'all loved me. And like, what, what's going on? I think she's always been the same weirdo. Mm. First of all, I think she's always been weird. But I, I also think she's always been an exceptional actress. But like, no one really knew what to do with her. That's the problem. I think in every role, she to me, I mean, what's the, more she than, was fucking in every movie for like. I know, I know, years. but to me, she was like the proto Jennifer Lawrence uh, in that she was like this young blonde, like apple cheeked, like surprisingly really good actress who you'd like, you'd be like, oh, she's just another blonde actress. No, when you see her in her movie, you're like, who is this? I want to keep watching her. I care about her and her storyline, you know, like in everything she was in, in like Nurse Study, Jerry Maguire, Cold Mountain, whatever. Chicago. She was always the one. Chicago. She's always the one who I'm like, I'm drawn to this actor. And that's against some pretty heavyweight Hollywood people. You know, like she held her own against Tom Cruise, against Nicole Kidman, whoever. Zeta Jones. She's great. (laughs) You love Chicago. Chicago is (laughs) great. It is good. She like, she's so good as Bridget Jones. You know, one of the few actresses to get an Oscar nominee nomination for playing a comedic character. So she's she's totally fab. She disappeared for a while. And honestly, I, if I'm being totally honest, I was sort of waiting for there to be like a Weinstein-esque story about her because what happened to her felt so similar to what happened to a lot of those actresses, is, mm, which is like yeah, she was all in the this success. Yeah, she was in the Weinsteinverse. She had all the success and she was so great and everyone loves her. And suddenly she's gone. And, like, you don't hear anything about her. So I was sort of like, did they kill her career? Did they do something? 
but nothing like that has come out. I don't believe. This is why so, I was asking because I I just don't I don't get it. Also, like I by all accounts, like this Judy Garland movie, like isn't very good, and like there's a reason why. It, like it's just one of those movies every year where it's like the the performance gets recognized, yet no one has seen mm-hmm. the fucking movie. And I don't. Well, I don't it's know, like the. I don't think it's fair to compare it to Bohemian Rhapsody because that was like a fucking hit. Like what, regardless of our feelings on it, I hated that. It was the biggest hit. So talk about a movie that I stopped watching in the middle. (laughs) Yeah, I very rarely do that, that, but Bohemian and people loved Rami. Rami won, you know. So maybe this is her bow rap, except not as many people saw. Give it to ScarJo for me. Yeah, you you want the ScarJo. I want DiCaprio and ScarJo to take the two the two top ones. I don't really care about this category that much because again, I don't think I didn't see Harriet, I didn't see Judy, and I didn't see Little Women. So really, you guys are listening to a podcast about (laughs) the Oscars by someone who hasn't seen any of it. No, this is a circle pod. You know who I'd you know who I'd throw it to? Who? I'd throw it to Cynthia, if only because it will make her the youngest ever EGOT winner. Oh, she's so got you the tea. Throw it to her. She's got the she's G got the and the G. She started. She started as the T. Oh, and she's I'm got the G. Heated. She's got the G. The spoken word comedy or country <laughs> <Yeah>. album. <laughs> okay, now let's just get this over with. Actor in a supporting role: Tom Hanks, Anthony Flop. Hopkins, Flop. Al Pacino, Joe Flop. Pesci, okay. Brad. Just give it to Brad. Give it to Brad. It's going to be great. It's his time. Has he won an Oscar? Except maybe he has for like producing through plan, yeah for like Syriana or some shit yeah 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 now I gotta see I'm I'm hopping on the the BP uh, yeah BP oil spill I'm looking <laughs> he's received multiple awards let's oh here we go okay Academy Awards here we go he won for producing Twelve Years a Slave but he has not been. He is not one for acting. That's what I thought. Yeah, there we go. He was also nominated for producing um, Moneyball and Big Short. I, li- I liked Moneyballs. Moneyball is good. Yeah. All right, give it to Pitt. Pesci, I'd say, was a runner-up. He was he was good in, in that movie. I, the other ones, yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't know. Um, you guys know we got to give it to Kathy Bates in Richard this, Jewell. That's what I was going to say. Supporting we were going to wrap it up with this. This is the best supporting to. actress. Kathy Bates, Richard wrap Jewell, Laura Dern, ScarJo for, for JoJo Rabbit, Flo Pugh, Devoted most of this podcast to her and Margaret yeah, Robbie exactly. and Bombshell. She's got enough shine. Have you seen stand. Richard Je- Jewell yet? I haven't, and I'm, oh I will God. see it. <laughs> I was counting on it being on the flight, like being a plane movie on the way here to Miami, but it wasn't up yet. But don't you guys <laughs> worry. I will see Richard Jewell. And if you think that I'm not going to give an in-depth recap of it on this podcast once I see it, you're in for a world of hurt, honey, because I sure am. Also, I just want to give a, throw a quick bone to Margot Roby because I really do like her. She's playing a character named Kayla Papasil. Yep. What the fuck? <laughs> it's a made-up character. Bombshell, everyone <laughs> That's not I a name. To, That's clearly a made-up name. <laughs> when I talk to anyone who's seen Bombshell, they're like, ugh, not that good. But my opinion is it wasn't bad. I have some thoughts about Bombshell that are probably on the borderline of not woke enough. 
I think Whoa. I think my thoughts are too woke. You're like they deserved it. What? No. Oh no. I don't think nobody deserves it. But let's maybe not glorify people who are um, like mouthpieces for the rise of fascism in the West. Oh, for sure. I, I just I don't sure. know if there's I, maybe tell a story of people who were like sexually harassed and like are actual heroes um, in the world mm. instead of people who um, are like fascists. And uh, but that sort of um, stuff. that tightrope tight rope is why it's so interesting and why they didn't do the best job of it in this movie. But it is so interesting. Like, oh, all these women who uphold this thing suddenly become victims of the thing that they probably otherwise would say doesn't exist or doesn't happen. That's so interesting. Do they dive like, into? Is you, it like that considered of a of a film? Is it like that that layered? No, no. no it didn't look like it was. It was like we got Kate <laughs> McKinnon. She's farting. <laughs> no it's not but it i mean in sort of through margot roby's character a little bit they Kayla tried to Papa Sil. But, yeah exactly <laughs> have you seen the trailer for um mrs america um no okay well that's gonna be where we're gonna get what we wanted from this movie we're gonna get it from mrs america which is gonna air on fx and it's starring Kate Blanchett as Phyllis Schlafly. Oh yeah, this is the is this the one with um, Rose Byrne in it too? Yes, she plays Gloria Steinem. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of it. I haven't seen the trailer for it. This is going to give us what we wanted, guys. Yes. Once this airs, we'll talk about it on the podcast because <laughs> it is this this Big Brother podcast. It looks great. It's about something so infuriating. A woman so infuriating. And so I'm very excited to watch it. I think these stories need to be told. I just don't they understand why it's one glorifying um, Fox News anchors. Like, kill me. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I didn't find it too, like, rah, rah, like, go women who happen to be horrible women. I didn't think it was like that, but um, it wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't what this show, Mrs. America, I hope will be. So we'll see. Um, looks like uh, just really quickly, best documentary short. Yeah, right. No, okay. <laughs> okay, no, I think that's it. You have anything else for the pod today? I I have just a couple like one off pop culture things I want to I want to just say. So the producer of James Bond, Barbara, Barbara Broccoli. Broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> The best name, the best name came out this week. Broccoli. <laughs> Every maybe, time you have cheddar not- broccoli soup, my family gets five quid. <laughs> maybe, maybe she said this before, but it's like really been in pop culture news lately of how she said like James Bond will never be a female. And you know what I say to that? Fuck you. Fine. Oh, okay. No, I say great. Also, I don't cares? care. I don't care. I'm like at the risk of me sounding not woke i'm just like fine don't make james bond woman just in like can the people in hollywood just invent a new sexy super spy and happen to have her be a woman from the start like we don't have it doesn't have to be james bond they tried to make atomic blonde happen yeah exactly i don't need every single existing ip to be like rebooted in a different like gender i don't need it I don't know just who was asking just for it. Just make another fucking movie. Yeah, exactly. Make it about it. You can totally, 
literally that's what Hollywood is, is just taking original ideas and redoing them anyway. So just do it and call her like Bond James. Like, I don't care. I don't care. All right. That's one care. little thought. Another, another. You're on watch. That You're on notice, Broccoli's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm on team Barbara Broccoli. <laughs> oh, oh, you're oh, you know oh no, yeah, you're on note. You're on good notice, Broccoli's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're not on burn notice. Um, I j- another thing that happened: Sandy, one of the co-hosts of Great British Bake Off, is leaving. No. Great British Bake Off. Yes, yes, no. she is. She is. Breaking have we seen the last Brett of her, right or, or have, have they done another season that's coming out? With we've her? seen the last. It's oh, over. Oh, is Noel staying? He is. Okay. So that means that there's a job opening. <laughs> I hope they don't get one of the original two hosts. <laughs> Those two ladies. Those two. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that like honestly made me very jealous was like Sandy in her explanation for why she's leaving Great British Bake Off is she was like, I'm too busy, <laughs> which I thought was incredible. I mean, because, probably. Like, what else? Could she possibly be doing that's more important than she's Great on Bake all Off. those you know those British shows where it's just like a panel of like like Robert Webb and like um what's his name and like, like quiz panels yeah it's just these quiz panels where just like British <laughs> intelligentsia just are like Donald Trump <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> she's on all of those like, she's on all of those okay. like quiz panel shows where it's just like Stephen Fry. And Sandy right. just like like quip at each other. It's I don't I don't understand it. Um, but I, I think she's. But you a know who loves us. it? Barbara Broccoli. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So I just wanted if you guys didn't Sad. know about this app, Noel's gonna have to find someone else to be his little buddy. Interesting. Um, Interesting. I I really like the chemistry with Sandy and Noel. I liked it too, but I also. If there's one thing we've learned about Great British Bake Off, it's that everyone is, that is replaceable. <laughs> Other than Paul, yeah. <laughs> Paul fucks. He can't fit his hands in his pockets, but he does fuck. And everyone's replaceable except him. Mary Berry, who? I Those first two lady hosts, pr- who? <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, it took them like five seasons to figure out that they needed to upgrade Mary. I like Prue. And the hosts, Noel and Sandy, are significantly better than the other two hosts. I'm just so jealous of anyone who got a job on that show because it's the most delightful, easy show to do. Oh my, I love that show Guaranteed. so much. I love that show Guaranteed. so much. Guaranteed. It's just a delight. Too, like, it probably is too busy for her. Like, she has to fucking take a train up to, like, Dickfordshire or whatever and, like, stand <laughs> around for, like, 10 hours a day. And every once in a while, and be like, you have 10 minutes. And then, like, go. I know. Sign I mean, my ass up. Yeah, I mean, sign us up. Gladly yeah. do it. You know what? Just snip Noel. You know who your new hosts are? Brett and Danny. Hey, why don't they make an American British Bake Off that has to maintain the vibe of British Bake Off? No yelling, mm. no str- like a little bit of stress. It wouldn't if work. Someone spills. If someone like drops two eggs accidentally. Another contestant has to just give some to them. It's like, oh, I have some extras or whatever. Like. And then you and I, like every once in a while, pop in with a silly hat and we're like, 25 minutes left. And that's it. No. We need conflict. We need conflict and confrontation. Why can't we be one of we those We need someone hosts? telling... <sighs> damn it. We need someone telling Paul Hollywood, so what, dude? It's not like you can do it better, dumbass. Like, we need someone getting up in Paul Hollywood's face. Mm, Sorry. I'd be too that's afraid. That's the American... He's not interested yeah. in me. Well, that's just the American affliction. Yeah. Um, 
And finally, I just wanted to touch on the fact we've talked about Baby Yoda, I think, a little bit. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> I just, I, I read this little piece about um, Adam Pally plays a character who punches Baby Yoda in The Mandalorian. What? And apparently, yes, I, I know. I have seen a second and, of the show. <laughs> well, he punches Baby Yoda. And apparently John Favreau, director of Mandalorian, in between takes, went up to Adam Pally and was like, hey, Baby Yoda costs $5 million. So next time, don't punch him so hard. And I just think that that's very cheap of Disney because Disney is literally the richest company in the world other than maybe Apple. Yeah, I was going to say or Apple, like, definitely. Like, and I would say not, yeah, okay. Or like Sony, I guess. No, not even not Apple. Sony, Disney no. is massive. So just stop being such cheapskates. Let him punch Baby Yoda and buy another. Chop, chop. Why Get the Imagineers on it. Make like a cheap one that's like a punching bag one. And like, that's your fault for having the expensive Baby Yoda out there on the punching take. Exactly. But you were a fancy so, director. But you don't know because you've been directing CGI Lions for the last fucking 10 years. Chef. Exactly. Have you seen John Favreau <laughs> and his little Cubano truck out of in course, Miami? Of course. The sandwich looks delicious. Okay. <laughs> So, guys, I think that's it. Unless you have anything else, Brett. I got nothing. This one is way longer than I thought it was going to (laughs) be. I'm so sorry. I just kept notes of, like, little pop culture things I thought people would want to know about. Like, getting Baby Yoda getting punched. So, thank you all so much for listening. Yep. I uh, appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this Big Brother podcast. Like, I hope it gave you all the uh, off-season. Um, oh my god! Oh my god! What? We didn't even get to questions and comments. We we got we have five. We have uh, we have uh, ten minutes. All right, just very quickly. Patrick M. Dunn wanted to wanted to say, "I've I'm behind and been out of the loop." Have you done the Molly's Game episode yet? No. And I we haven't. Or has and every I episode very... been the Molly's Molly's Game episode? <laughs> I very strongly think, listen, if it's been a slow pop culture week and we're doing this podcast and we have nothing to talk about, we should watch Molly's Game and talk about it afterwards. I do not want to watch that movie again. I hated it. I thought it was so bad. (laughs) From Sean W. Snyder, not a question, but ah, I'm loving these new episodes. Hey, Julians, unite. Hey, Julians, love that. Love it. Um, From Digicho. What would you change in a circle season two if it happens? Also, who had the hottest finale outfit? Sammy definitely had the hottest finale outfit. And she was like regularly the most hot. But, and I, I'll just take this one if you don't mind, Brett. <laughs> I would say I just mean, make what the would rules you, coherent. What would you I would say make the rules yes. coherent. I mean, just for listening to you, Mike, make the rules coherent. and um, For sure. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe I, I dabble in season two, like after they work out the kinks of season one. Yeah, well, that's what I would say, and we talked about this last time, is that, like, it was a very season one show where I hope that all the people who are on season two watched season one and are like, oh, I'm not going to be nice. I'm going to fuck these people over to win, because that will be so much more interesting to watch. That's what I would change. Hmm. Then from Sir Duke, do you both, well, Danny mainly, agree (laughs) with who won the circle? (laughs) Do you? Do I agree? Yes, absolutely. I thought he was great. I mean, he did the opposite of what I like to watch, which is he was nice to everyone and made friends with everyone and was just himself. It was Joey, the Italian guy. It feels like um, a it feels like a BB1 Eddie situation. We all remember yes. Eddie from BB1, kind of just like a nice guy, and uh, he won. Yeah, it was um, 
it was fine. I, you know, it wasn't the greatest thing, but it was something to watch. And then this is a fun question for both of us from Madeline Jean. What's your favorite thing to binge watch when it's a snowy three-day weekend and you don't want to leave your apartment? A very East Coast-centric question. Yeah, it's uh, I'm wearing a tank top and right now and it's January. I live in My favorite thing to watch... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brett is in a tank top. Um, my favorite thing to watch on when I know that I have unlimited time, which is what a three-day weekend feels like, is... If I'm being perfectly honest, an early season of Real Housewives. That's the. I like to watch it. I like to watch it before they knew that they were going to be famous, when they weren't that camera ready, when the drama was real. It's just like very refreshing. Okay, go ahead. I say give me some of that British Bacon Show. Mm. Great thing to watch. The patter, Toasty. the patter of uh, of of rain on the outside of the tent. Um. I don't know. I'm rewatching Mad Men right now. It's 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 just brilliant. I love it. You love you are always a Mad Men stand. Oh, I oh I love it. Not Green Bob. <laughs> That's what the money is for. Oh, classic yeah. quotes. Classic. Zooby zooby zoo. Oh my god, zooby um. zooby zoo. I was watching it like eating dinner, just like feeling so awkward. Oh my god. Classic. Yeah. yeah Linda so Cardellini. There you go. Oh, great. She's great actress. For a hot minute. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, th this was... But thank you so much, everyone, <laughs> for your comments and questions. You know, we are, as we mentioned, we're going to try to do this next week again, too, when Brett's in Miami. I, and I'm we'll, back in Maybe hell. we'll do it before I go to Miami. I don't know if I'm going to have the okay. spare time to pod for an hour about... No problem. The broccolis. Or I'm, <laughs> I'm actually going to... I'm actually working... <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, maybe next like Friday or Saturday or something like that. We'll see. Perf. We'll see what your schedule mm -hmm. is like. All right. Well, it's been fun talking about Big Brother with you on this Big Brother podcast. Exactly. And Julie, as always, was a not this not week. Not this week. Yep. <laughs> Thank you guys again for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye, Julie.